glad you're with me again today. We're continuing our study on the theme, if Jesus Christ is Lord, what then? What difference does it make in my life? And we talked about the fact yesterday that if he's Lord, he's come into our lives he's, he's through his Holy Spirit, and we are the vessel in which he lives and through whom he works. I want to take that a step further today and read from 1 Corinthians, or second, uh, yeah, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, and uh, in, in, that, in that passage, Paul describes how God uses us and how God does something special in our lives as he comes to live in us. Ch- chapter 6, verse 9, he says, Do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do you do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral or adulterers? are adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And that's what some of you were. But you were washed, you were sanctified, and you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then he goes on to say in verse 19, Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. It's important to recognize that once we come to know Christ and he's the Lord of our lives, that our bodies take on a new connotation. They become the house in which Christ lives. See, in the old days, the temple was the place where where God lived. God lived in that temple, and they came to the temple to worship. And in the Holy of Holies, God resided, and they couldn't go in there because God was holy. But once Christ died, he broke open all that, that past idea. And God doesn't dwell in a, in a building anymore. He dwells in the believers, and so he wants us to recognize that. And he says in these verses that, that you have to recognize your death predicament before you come to that place the unrighteous he says can't inherit the kingdom and he mentions all kind of unrighteous people all kinds of immorality all kinds of sins you see our sins are like debts that we can't repay we're bankrupt before god we're without purpose and we're without meaning and and life uh, is not going to work out for us very well And then there's that divine provision that Christ made, and that is that he came to save us from our sins, to die on the cross for us. When we trust him, there's the way Paul puts it in this passage. We're washed, which means we're made clean inside and out. We're sanctified or set apart and hallowed unto God. That that means we now belong to him. We're justified which means we're totally accepted by God, acquitted and declared not guilty. And God puts all our sins on Christ's account. Someone asked Charles Spurgeon how he knew he was a believer. And he said, how do I know I'm saved? I read in the Bible where Jesus said that whoever believes in him as his Savior, he will save him. I have believed in Jesus, and he's my Savior and Lord. A gentleman keeps his word, and my Lord is a gentleman. And that's it. But there's a result that comes from that, and that result is is very dynamic. And the Bible says that the result of that is that our bodies become the temple of the Holy Spirit. And 
that's, that's an amazing thing. And the word here that's used for temple is not the word for the major building, the, mag, the whole building. It's for that most innermost part of the temple, which is the naos. And that's, that's where the Holy of, that was called the Holy of Holies in, in the Old Testament. That's where God was said to dwell, and nobody could go in there except the high priest. And he could only go once a year on the Day of Atonement. And he went in with fear and trembling because he was entering God's holiness, and he brought sacrifices for the sins of the people. And But Jesus, when he died, that Holy of Holies curtain split in two from top to bottom, and it, God was saying that that's no longer my temple. Everybody has entrance now. And But if we really accept that fact as important, we don't want to desecrate his temple. 1 Corinthians 3 reminds us, if any man devils the temple of, of God, him God will destroy, for the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. It was a capital crime in the ancient world to desecrate a temple. It was believed that the God of that temple would avenge you. Well, it's a, it's a serious thing to desecrate the temple of God, but doing things that hurt our bodies and keep our witness from being important. You see, God's, God says he wants our body to be a, a, an instrument that he can use to be a blessing to other people. And he says we're to glorify God in our bodies because our bodies, is now, our bodies are now his property. He purchased our body with his own blood, Peter says, and made us his child and put us in a position by which we could glorify him. So... So first of all, our bodies are the temple of God, but our bodies are also a living sacrifice. That's what they're to be. Romans 12 says, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, totally acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be uh, transformed by the renewing of your minds. And he goes on to talk about that. See, in the Old Testament, they took an animal, they killed it, and they put it on the altar and they sacrificed it, they burned it up to God. You and I are to give our lives in such a way that God can use us, that we're on the altar of service, and we're the, on the altar of ministry, and we're on the altar of sacrifice, and we're letting our lives count for him. We're, we're to be consumed as an offering. Our bodies are to be spent to make a difference in the lives of other people, people who need to know him, and people who have never come into the res, this relationship with God. This is our highest kind of spiritual worship, the Bible says, to give our bodies in this way. But also the Bible says our bodies are to be a useful vessel. And Paul in Second Timothy speaks of our body as a vessel. And he said you, may, you can take a glass down and fill it with water and give it to a thirsty person. And that's what we can be. We can be a thirst quencher for the people of this world who do not know the Lord, who do not have a relationship with him, and do not know what it means to be uh, his, 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 his child, his son, his daughter. And he, God set us apart that we can be those useful vessels, he says, and their bodies can make a difference. And I, I think it's important for us to realize that in everything that we do, he wants to, to take our lives and make them into something special. I remember when I was pastor in Hot Springs, Arkansas, we tore down an old educational building and an old auditorium and put a new building in its place. 
and that's what God has done with us. He's taken our body, which he has, he has re- renovated and made new and filled with his presence so that we can count for him. If Jesus is your Lord, let him live through your body today. God bless you.